Welcome to the Kerry Football Podcast. Adam Moyne in here, uh, joined once again today by former Kerry footballer Sean O'Sullivan. Sean, how are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you? I'm not too bad. How was your weekend? Weekend was good, Adam. Um, I was over in Anfield on Saturday for Liverpool and Burnley. Um, I like to get over once or twice a year. Big Liverpool fan, so I like to get over once or twice a year if I can. It's obviously getting more difficult now, I suppose, to get tickets, especially since since Jurgen Klopp announced he was leaving. Uh, everybody wants to nearly go over now and say goodbye to him. So, um, luckily enough, I had this trip organised before he he made the announcement. Um, so, yeah, great weekend and a good result for, for Liverpool fans. So, they, they're keeping themselves in the title race anyway for now. Good stuff. You made it back anyway. Or, or uh, your colleague, Barry John, has, hasn't made it back from... He was over in London. He was at Sheffield United against Luton with John Egan. So, he hasn't made it back yet. So, it's just the two of us today. Yeah, Barry really needs to look into his logistics, I think, because um, he seems to be fine. He seems to be fine going to places, but he finds it difficult getting home from him. So um, we'll have to have a chat with him the next time around about that, which, yeah, I, I'm sure he enjoyed himself too. Yeah, stress the most important thing. Um, so listen, we're, we're going to preview Kerry versus Mayo a little bit later in the show. Big league match for Kerry and Chile on Saturday night. Before we do, we're going to do a fan Q&A. So I asked the, our listeners to send in some questions. Some good ones here, some random enough ones, but um, should be enjoyable, hopefully. So we'll start with this one from Fergal. He wants to know, what do you think of RT's GA coverage in general? He kind of references Don Q's ex-comments uh, on, on Saturday at the Cork Hurling match. Probably not our area of expertise, I'd say, to go into hurling, so we'll stick to the football. But what what do you make of uh, RT's GA coverage, Sean? Look, Adam, I suppose it, it, it does come in for criticism at times in terms of, yeah, you know, the, the, the coverage is good, but it, I mean, it's it's just impossible for RT to be everywhere. And at the end of the day, look, they have they have decisions to make. They have people, you know, as part of their sports department um, and RT is a wider whole as well. That You know, they have to make decisions in terms of cost, in terms of people available, in terms of cameras you know all outside productions all that type of stuff so at the end of the day rt are doing their best to bring the people at home the best possible coverage they can you're not going to please everybody of course you're not you know how many times after whether it be uh, the, the the sunday game during the summer or at the moment the league coverage and the highlights package they put together um that we see people disappointed that their county didn't get enough airtime or they didn't see enough um, clips or any clips at all, sometimes from their game, their their respective county's game. And and you can understand that. I mean, people can't get to every game. I mean, look, how many Kerry people realistically were able to travel up to Clonus last, uh, last weekend? Of course, TG Carr put it on their app and people were able to see it that way. But I mean, you know, if you if you uh, if you didn't get to, to the game or, or didn't have the TG Car app or weren't able to get it, obviously there was uh, highlights of it uh, later that evening. Not every county gets that, you know, that 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 kind of coverage, and I think that's where that's what annoys people. But at the end of the day, Adam RT can only do so much. TG Car, obviously, you know, they they really do bring it to another level as well, and that that option is there as well for people to watch and. TG Car are putting the pressure on RT when it comes to the coverage. They're really, really good. And by offering it then on things like their app and their YouTube channel, it gives people an opportunity as well. But you just can't please all of the people all of the time, Adam, regardless of what RT do and how many, and how they try to bring the games to us. They're never going to keep everyone happy, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. I'd agree with that. I think um, 
one of RT's problems is that, look, they're not a dedicated sports channel, first of all. They have to cater to the whole population of the country. So I think at times there's probably pressure on them from certain angles to make it accessible to everybody. So, for example, the Sunday game, yes, you'll have diehard GA supporters who are tuning into that and looking for hard analysis, hard looking for the highlights of every match. But a lot of people are kind of tuning in, maybe half watching. That's just not what some people want. So they have to cater to everybody. Um, you mentioned uh, TG Carr there. I think they're fantastic at what they do. First of all, the amount of games they coverage at club and county level, but the actual analysis, now I know it's an Irish and it's not accessible to everybody in, in those terms. Not everyone has the Irish and my Irish isn't brilliant either, but I can understand, I suppose, enough of what they're saying to know that they really are very good. Like Aidan McGarrell, their co-commentary is excellent. Um, Mark Hart's very good. You've Michal O'Donnell, the presenter is top class. You've uh, Brian Tyres on commentary. They're all like really, really good. And that's actually, I suppose, they're at a slight disadvantage in some ways because they're speaking Irish. And as I said, not everyone has the Irish. But in terms of what they're actually saying and their analysis, it's 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 really, I mean, to me, it's better than what RT are putting out. Yeah, and two things there, I think you made two good points. I mean, is there scope for RT to produce or come up with a, a dedicated sports channel? You know, and I mean, you know, I'm not, t- I'm not talking about maybe the saturation of a sky sports news you know that we see you know every day and, and that can get a little bit tedious if you're sitting down watching that all the time but maybe something along those lines rt could look at even if they tried it or rolled it out during the summer and tried it and and, and see what what kind of reaction they get and your point about tg car absolutely they're top quality people but they just do things so well like even a small thing like um the replays while the while the play is going on you're seeing a replay uh, on the screen, and you're also seeing the live action in a little smaller box on 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 the screen as well. That's just a small thing, but it's that that's a little that's a thing that really irks people. That uh, RT are showing a replay, and while they're showing that replay, the action is because as you know now in games, pickouts are so fast and everything, and and it's done so well by TG Carr. It's just a small thing, but it's it just goes to show the type of quality they're they're producing, and it's it's excellent. And look, as I said originally, you can't please everyone, you can't keep everyone happy. There's enough channels out there. There's enough uh, quality out there for people to to uh, to see the games. But we always want more, and and I think it's people who don't get to see their county that often enough on the big screen um, that are crying out for for more coverage. But look, it might be something that RT look at down the line. Next question comes in from Anna, and this is an interesting one to 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 maybe pose to a former player like yourself, Sean. What is an acceptable level of criticism for a player? And when does it verge into abuse? So I think there's two sides to this, and it's something that I I think about it all the time because I'm often writing about, say, for example, the Kerry football team, and I know that they're amateur players. They're going to work on Monday morning. They're just living around the corner from me or from all of us. You know, they're normal fellas. You maybe watch Premier League coverage and read articles about professional athletes and sometimes it's like there's there's no holds barred it's like this fella's useless or this fella's you know he's he's a battler and this kind of stuff like i suppose the question is from the media point of view and sean you, you've done a lot of media work now um at this stage where is the line like how far do you think you can go as an analyst or as a journalist when it comes to ga players and where where do you think maybe people go too far sometimes yeah i think look if you're part if you're in the media and and you're 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 an analyst or you're brought on to shows for your opinion, Adam. And, and look, what we're doing here today, and we'll be doing it soon, we'll be 
predicting our lineup for 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 Mayo for the Mayo game. And next next week we'll be talking about the lads' performance against Mayo. And of course we'll 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 offer criticism. Um, I think the 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 important thing for for people, you know, giving their opinion, especially in the GA, is that as you said, these guys are are one of us really. Um, I think obviously comparing it to the professional sports is a bit different because you know what you're signing up for really when you're paid so much money uh, as a as a Premier League player or a rugby player or whatever it may be. And you you do know that comes as part of it. You know, you're going to get criticised. And yeah, I mean, the the, the the coverage in England in terms of the, the, the soccer, it can go over the top. I think it's, it's not... Um, I, I've never seen it that bad here. You know, I, I don't think there's too many instances where it's really gone over the top. Um, I know there was the famous Joe Brawley, Sean Cavanagh thing there a few years ago where Joe got really personal. That probably stands out as, as a time where you kind of cringed and felt, okay, I think we need to roll this back in here. I think we're going a bit too far. But I, I, I can't think of too many instances where I've looked at a TV screen and had players been criticised, of course, I've been one of them, absolutely. Have I criticised players? Yes, I have. But I think, I think we're... I think we're a type of a nation of people who don't go over the top at them. We really don't. And do we get upset when our county loses? And do we maybe look for guys to blame or, you know, as you 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 write for 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 um for um, um a magazine about the Kerry team? I did it for the Kerry men for years. You have to be honest because if you're not being honest, you're not being honest to yourself, and you're not being honest to your um, employer because that's what they're asking you to do. They're asking you to give your honest opinion about a game, a player, whatever it may be. So you have to you have to do that. But I think as a people, we are, and you said it at the start, we understand that these guys are walking down the street next to us on Monday morning going to work. You know what I mean? They, they, it's completely different for them. They're in the public eye. They have to deal with people. They're not a Premier League soccer player who has a bad game for Liverpool on a Saturday, jumps into his expensive car, and drives home out of the way from the glare of everyone, and he goes back into training the following day. And look, they're human beings too, and they obviously take criticism in different ways. But for the, the, the normal, honest GA player, it's different. And as I said, I think we as a nation understand that. And that's why I don't think you see too many instances where it gets really bad. When you were playing for Kerry, does any moment stand out to you that you, you became aware of something that was said about you in the media, in the papers, or maybe on, on RT that, that stuck with you? Um, you know, you wouldn't really kind of, you try and stay away from it, Adam, to be honest. You know, like player ratings now, for instance, uh, when I was playing, it was a big thing. And I, I'm, I'm sure still some papers do it. I, I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure we do it here with, with, with your podcast, you know. And it's a, it is a great way of, particularly on here, it's a great way of gauging the the supporters and what they you know what they thought that and, and that's what I like it that's what I like about it on here but in the papers it's just the guy's opinion and they're giving a rating and you you try and stay away from it but listen there's some times where you're human and I would have picked up a paper on a Monday after playing a game at the weekend and you <laughs> there were some days you'd be quite happy you'd you'd get a seven or an eight and then there'd be a day where you might get a five where you might have been taken off after 20 minutes and so what can you do Adam you just have to try and dust yourself down and go again um but the big thing that I found, and listen, they would never say it to me when I was playing because they wanted to protect me, but it's when your family are in the stands and they are hearing it. 
um, that's that's the toughest bit. And my family would have kept all that for me. I kind of heard I've heard more of it since I retired and was away from it than I did when I was actually playing. Because as I say, they weren't trying to they were trying to protect you and they weren't trying to get you upset. Um, but of course, you'd you'd hear the stories of the 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 experts in the stands, you know, uh, telling their mate next to them that Sean O'Sullivan's useless; he should be gone off, and and he he doesn't know that Sean O'Sullivan's mom or sister or brother are are, are standing next to him. You know, there was an incident. I, I won't name name the player, but I was on a train coming down after a Kerry game a few summers ago, and uh, again, one of these experts was tearing into one particular player, and. I, I knew the players' family were sitting right next to me. Um, and all I could do was look over at them and 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 they could hear everything and they just shrugged their shoulders because, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But I think people just need to be a little bit more careful. I know we get into it and we get obsessed with it and that's the way we are. But we have to remember that the guys out in the field are doing their best and um, you just have to realise what you're seeing um, and where you're seeing it. But... Again, uh, when I was playing, it wasn't something we thought about. And I'm sure the players, um, the current crop, are exactly the same. They stay away from all that head and they just concentrate on doing their best in the green and gold jersey. That's all they can do. Yeah, from my point of view, I find that I'd be very conscious of it, obviously. Like, I don't want to be harsh or overly harsh on anybody. You want to be as fair as you can. But like when you're working in the media, especially when you're writing and you have time to think about it, you can say things without really saying them. You know what I mean? There's ways of there's ways of saying that the fella didn't have a great game. I mean, that's one way of saying it. he didn't have a great game. He yeah. might have been useless, like or whatever, yeah, like you know. Yeah. But I know, and and I think that's that's all that's all you ask. Like is that people are are just that, that little bit respectful. We all have an opinion. Sure, everyone's entitled to an opinion, and uh, you know, it's just that's the way of life. But I'd say just you know just know where you are and and um and try and deliver that opinion in in the most humblest and as you said there's a way of criticizing you know you can go hard and you can go you know really harsh or you can i won't say dress it up because you don't want to dress it up but there's a way of delivering it especially mm-hmm. for someone like you in in written form it's probably easier to do rather than like, like what we're doing here but there's ways of doing it but I think for the most part, particularly the media in Kerry anyway, I think we're pretty okay. The last question in our fan Q&A comes in from Garod. Um, it's an interesting one. If you could take any attribute from another footballer and apply it to your own game, what would it be? So Sean, when you were a, when you were a player for Kerry, if you could take an attribute from another player, who would it be or what would the attribute be? Um, yeah, great question. Um, so I, I absolutely loved... Um, Morris Fitzgerald and his place kicking at him. And uh, I I would have been a decent enough place kicker, but mainly off my hands. And um, Morris's place kicking was just an absolute joy to behold. And I have to put Brian Sheehan into the same bracket. I really do, because I didn't play with Morris, but I played with Brian. Um, and my God, if I could have... if if I could have perfected one part of the game or took it from the, the, those two guys, it was their place kicking. I mean... Look, Sheehan's is there for everyone to see. We all grew up with it. I mean, his his um, he has an array of YouTube clips of massive frees, whether it be for Kerry or South Kerry or St. Mary's. He's still doing it. Uh, I even saw a couple from uh, last year's South Kerry Championship, and he was still doing it uh, for St. Mary's. But Morris Fitz's place kicking was just absolutely 
I was a joy to behold. And the 1997 All-Ireland Final, obviously, was Morris's Tour de Force. Really, it's the game that every Kerry supporter thinks of immediately when we when we talk about Morris. Yes, there's the unbelievable score above and Thurless against Dublin off his hands from the sideline and so on. But if anyone wants to go back to that 97 All-Ireland, I was 17. I was up in the Cusack, the old Cusack, um, or the, the, the Cusack stand. In the first half, he has a free on the right-hand side and uh, he's right up against the wire and he's kicking off his left, off his so-called weaker foot. He he just strokes it. And I mean, it's the All-Ireland final. This is the All-Ireland final, a pressurised game. And he just strokes it. Absolutely just beautiful to watch. It's a score that sticks out in my mind anytime I think of Morris, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the one attribute that if I could have taken from from um, Brian or Morris, it's the place kicking. It was It's just a fantastic skill. Yeah, that's a good answer. I won't answer this question because... Uh... There's a few attributes I could take, I'd say, <laughs> here for a while. Um, but as if, if I if I was to answer it, I, I, used, I used to always admire Seamus Minan so much, and he'd all he'd all the skills, he'd all of he'd all the attributes you, you could possibly want. But his, I suppose, his attitude and his um, his I suppose his courage as well. Jesus, he would just go through go through a man to get to the ball and fair as well. But um, yeah, he was definitely a hero of mine. If I could if I could have taken a few of his attributes, I would have taken him. So look, let's talk about Mayo. Kerry against Mayo on Saturday evening in Tralee. Sean, you would have played against Mayo in some big games uh, during your own career. What are your memories of playing against them? Um, you know, the players you came up against and what were their supporters like as well? Supporters, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic and really, really genuine people, just football mad. Um, I've, I have a few friends up in Mayo and, you know, when Kerry aren't playing them or, or Kerry go out and Mayo are still in there, you, you get behind them. And I know... It must be really, really kind of tiring for people from Mayo now to hear this, but they are everyone's second favourite team. Like, you know, now you have to question, of course, you know, why haven't they been able to get over the line? There's so many reasons why, and they'll go back and they'll pinpoint different things and maybe bad luck being one of them, of course. But you just worry that the longer it goes on, will they ever get there? I think they will, personally. I think they eventually will. This current group of players uh, in Mayo under the under Kevin McStay could be that team to do it. Um, but my memories of playing Mayo was really, really intense games, Adam. And I think I mentioned uh, on the, on the podcast was it last week. They love the league. They're they're always hopping for the league. Now I know that there's talk that maybe they're not taking the league seriously because of what happened last year where they were out straight away in the kind of championship. And I think the same might be happening this year for them if they were to get to the league final. I could stand corrected now on that one, I don't know, maybe. I think four or five teams in Division 1 will be out the, fall, the week after the league final. Yeah. So. yeah, and I think Mayo are one of those. So maybe they got burnt last year in that. Maybe they feel that, OK, let's, let's get points on the board early in the league and stay up. And then let's see how we're going in terms of do we really need to get to a league final now? Look. At the end of the day, Kevin McStay wants to go and win silverware. Um, and 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 maybe they, 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 they'll go after the league again. We don't know. But what I'm saying is he might have learned some lessons from last year. But they love the league. They really do. And they're always, um, you know, they, they, they're always fit. And they're always really, really full of energy in, in the league games. And particularly coming down to Tralee. They love coming down to Tralee under lights. They're going to give Kerry a real, real tough game on Saturday evening. Looking forward to it. But uh, fantastic players. Uh, who would I have come up against? 
suppose we 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 had real good look uh, over them in the in the in the noughties, um Adam. We obviously beat them in two finals in 04, um, you know, and 06, but I mean they had an array of, of, of fantastic footballers, you know. Kieran McDonald obviously stands out as one of the best footballers ever to grace the field. I always like Conor Mortimer, thought he was a really real um dangerous corner forward. He used to have some fantastic battles with Tom Sullivan, even though Tom would tell you he came out on top in all of them. But anyway, <laughs> that was Tom's confidence anyway. Um down the other end, I would have nearly always been matched up with Petter Gardner. Don't you remember Petter Gardner? <laughs> yeah. Real attacking wing back, but a tigerish defender. You got nothing easy off him. Um so yeah, look, we we obviously had great days against them, won two finals, as I said, but real, real proud county. Um, really nice guys um off the pitch. Any dealings I ever had with them off the pitch, very gracious in defeat. And uh you wish them the best once they're not once it's not against Kerry. What would have been the the game plan to deal with Kieran McDonald? Because he was just one of the best kickers of all time. Like he was a joy to watch. Yeah, I can't recall. In 04, what was Aidan O'Mahony on him in 04? I think Aidan followed him in 04, and I'd swear he did the same in 06. I, 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 again, I'd have to go back now, Adam, and look at it, but I'm nearly certain Aidan was given the task and sure no better man Aidan would absolutely have loved that, loved that. And I think if you remember coming into the 06 final, McDonald was on fire. Do you remember he kicked a fantastic point in the semi-final against Dublin? <laughs> yeah. um, way out on the left-hand side. Unbelievable score. I think it was the winning point, was it? And like he was coming into the All-Ireland, you know, he was the David Clifford, really, of that time. You know, I mean, he was in the top five in terms of forwards in the country. You know, we obviously had the Gooch. They had him. Um, and so we were really going to have to mind him in the final. Now, as much as much as you can mind a guy like that. But I remember Aidan doing a fantastic job. Yeah, and, and it suited Aidan because MacDonald wore 15, but he never stayed at 15. He was roving. He was going out. Um, he he could show up out around the half forward line and deliver a beautiful ball into Mortimer, or he could be on the inside uh, uh, receiving that ball as well. But that suited Aiden because Aiden was very very comfortable moving between the lines. He could go in full back and pick up McDonald if he was in there. If McDonald moved out to the wing, Aiden had the pace to go out onto the wing with him. So it suited Aiden. And what it also did at him was, Manny always loved getting up for a score. And the deeper McDonald was, we were delighted because he was away from our goals, but we knew that Aiden was high up the pitch. And if there was a turnover and you got Aiden coming off the Gooch's shoulder or Donaghy's shoulder, Aiden had nearly always kick a score for you, which he did in all Ireland finals. If you go back, Aiden has a great scoring record for Kerry. So it, it kind of worked two ways, but McDonald was just an absolute genius, really. But uh, I know Aiden did a massive work for Kerry by picking him up because he needed he needed minding, as I said. Uh, turn your attention back to the current team. Did you see their match against Dublin a couple of weeks ago? It was a kind of a funny game. I mean, in the last five minutes, it was like no one wanted to win it. They were missing shots left, right and centre. Um, Dublin were kind of strange at the moment. It's hard to put your finger on, I suppose, how seriously they're taking it or where their heads are at. Um, but look, Mayor, after winning their first two games, like they're, they're I mean, they're coming in a bit, in, in a bit of form anyway, don't they, Trilly? They are, and I actually made a point of sitting down to watch that game, Adam, um, just to gauge where both of them were. I didn't really see much of the Monaghan Dublin game or the Mayo Galway game. Now, Galway, by all accounts, were absolutely mm-hmm. atrocious against Mayo on the first day out at home in 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 Salt Hill, and they they never got going at all, really. Um, and Mayo put them to the put them to the sword very easily. 
I, I think Dublin were, were you, you hit the nail on the head. It was a strange performance from Dublin, particularly in the second half. It was so un-Dublin-like. They were in control of the game. Now, OK, Cohn's goal obviously swung the momentum a little bit. And it was, I won't say it was a fluke, because, look, he did well. He followed it in. He followed the flight and got there before the keeper. So, But it did change the course of the game, because up until that, I didn't think Mayo were causing Dublin any major concerns and Dublin were just playing the game at their pace. They were getting up the field. They were chipping scores when they needed to. But kind of after the goal, Dublin just, as I say, went very un-Dublin-like, taking on poor shot selection. They were dropping them into the keeper's hands. Kilkenny had a very bad wide shot that he should never take taken on, which again was unlike Kilkenny. So I think Mayo just stuck in there, got it back level, and uh, and obviously a quick piece of thinking then um, by by Ryan O'Donoghue at the very end, the quick free over to uh, Fergal Boland, wasn't it? <laughs> Who's actually playing quite well since he's come back onto the panel. He's playing at 11. He had a good game against Dublin. He's making them tick there around 11. He's making a lot happen for them. Um, and he popped it over the bar to win the game. So without, as you said, both teams really, really on fire, Mayo got a great win. And I know it's Dublin... And it's early in the league and obviously Dublin are playing catch-up because they came back off the, the All-Ireland win last year. But for Mayo and their bit of confidence that they need to beat Dublin is always good. So, look, will that stand to them later on in the championship? It hasn't in the past. But uh, I'm sure next day will be delighted with, with four points out of four because now it allows them, Adam, to come down to three and they actually can go and have a cut at us because if they were to lose... They'll still have four out of they, they'll still have um, four out of six, um, and of course, if they were to win, six out of six and riding high on top of the table, you know. Uh, let's take a quick look at their team there that they played against or uh, they fielded against Dublin. So, Colum Reap in goal, Jack Coyne, Roy Brickenden, Sam Callanan, uh, half back line: Paddy Durkin, David McBride, and Owen McLaughlin. Jordan Flynn, Jack Harney midfield, uh, half forward line: Connor Reid, Fergal Boland, Bob Tuohy. And then Aidan O'Shea, Paul Toy, and Ryan O'Donoghue uh, in the full forward line. And uh, Killian O'Connor and Tommy Conroy came off the bench uh, for them. So, I mean, it's it's looking like a fairly strong team at the moment. You you I don't know, is there many fellas to come back in there? Um, they wouldn't have a, a, a whole pile. Conroy coming on is a big one for them because I'm not I'm not sure um, that that full forward line. Look, Aidan O'Shea. Um and uh, sorry, the the the, the full forward you named him there, Toy, Paul Toy. Toy. I I'm not sure about him. I I haven't seen enough of him to be honest. But against Dublin, I don't think he was a, a major threat to Adam to be honest. So other than Ryan, I don't know who I'd say I don't know who was to kick seven pints, six or seven pints. All of them were freeze. But he looked like the only danger man in there. You know, Aidan O'Shea is Aidan O'Shea. Of course, he's a great target man, and he was out in front and he won freeze. And I know um. I know Tomas O'Shea was referring to uh, on, on Twitter that big men like Aiden are finding it very hard to get freeze, and they yeah. do. Like, uh, so I think Tommy Conroy coming back into that team is a big boost for 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 uh, for Saturday night. I think he actually might start ahead of 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 um, of Toe. Um Boland, as I said, is playing really well for them. He's a guy that wasn't on the panel last year. I'm not sure why did he go travelling or was it work commitments or something. But he came back there at 11 and he's, play, he's played very well in the first two games. Um, I like Callanan. I, I really like Sam Callanan. Um, I think he's a guy that if David Clifford starts, I think Callanan could be the guy to go on him, uh, which is no easy task, of course. But yeah, I like him. And of course, Paddy Durkin. Durkin is a serious, serious operator. 
he uh, he was really, really good against Dublin when they needed him uh, driving forward, particularly in the start of the game where Dublin were dominant. It was Durkin who kind of got on a few balls, drove forward, got the crowd into it, got his team going, and he's a real leader for them. And I love watching Durkin play. He's a f- fantastic footballer. So they're strong. They're strong. They're confident. And uh, as I say, they're coming down to Tralee in a little bit of bonus territory, ha- having four points in your pocket, coming down to Kerry and having a real go at Kerry. They'll, they'll enjoy that, uh, that challenge. Yeah, let's take a look at the Kerry team now as well that played against Monaghan uh, two weeks ago. So in goal, Shane Ryan, full back line, Graham Sullivan, Jason Foley and Dylan Casey. Half back line, Tom Sullivan, Paul Murphy and Gavin White. Uh, Dermot O'Connor and Joe O'Connor in midfield. Uh, Rona Buckley, Dylan Ganey and Killian Burke in the half forward line. And then the full forward line of Conor Ganey, Sean O'Shea and Dara Moynan. Look, obviously, we spoke about it the week before the match where the Cliffords going to going to travel. First of all, we weren't sure if they were. And then when they did, I suppose it was inevitable that they're going to get some minutes. But uh, were you surprised at how early David Clifford was called upon? <laughs> I mean, he came on five minutes before halftime. Yeah, again, look, I suppose we spoke about this, about Sean O'Brien in the Derry game yeah. taken off just before halftime. Could you have left Ronan Buckley on? I, I don't know. I, I don't think Ronan was injured. Again, maybe they just wanted to get David in just for the last five minutes of the first half, Adam, just to get maybe his hands on the ball. It's just they knew we were coming up to half time just to get his second wind. You know, that's the only reason, really, I would think why you put a player in that late in the first half. You know, it's my only reasoning, really. Go on. And in fairness, the, the only thing he did when he came on in the first half was get a low card over by the sideline. So. Well, in fairness, yeah. He, but he, I mean, he, he does get the obligatory yellow card every time nearly now at this stage. So do you know what? At least they got him on and got him the yellow card over the way. So, uh, but yeah, look. Yeah, look. To be honest with you, I'm not privy to, to, to what goes on in there, Adam. None of us are. But I'm sure that Jack probably didn't put a whole pile of pressure on the two lads. I just think the lads are... They're stone mad about football and they've had a great, they've had a nice break and they probably said to themselves, look, we've had our break where we feel refreshed. They were back in training and they said, look, we're available to travel. And it was up to Jack then how he wanted to use them. And if he felt that they wanted to spring David five minutes before halftime, he'd probably come on at halftime. Yeah. Um, look, when you've got two players like that sitting on the bench after going all the way to Clonus, Adam, you're... What's the what's the uh, what's the fav- famous saying? You don't leave a Mercedes in the garage, like you know, you 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 drive it, you know. And sure, look, they were they were instrumental in us winning the game and winning the game comfortably, to be honest. Um, and I would expect both of them to start Saturday evening. I really would. Um, probably at the expense of the aforementioned Buckley, I would say, and possibly Connor Ganey. Did Connor do enough to get a to get a crack against Mayo? Possibly, maybe, maybe, but. Looking at it, you would probably think that that David would come in for um for Conor Ganey inside, and you would probably see Paddy coming in for Ronan Buckley. Killian Burke, I think, will get another chance. He seems to be moving well. That goal will do his confidence confidence the world of good. Um, Dylan Ganey was all right. He was okay at eleven. He probably will get another goal, and I would think they probably won't want to change it up too much, unless they go with Paddy at eleven and maybe leave Ronan Buckley in there, or maybe look at someone else on the wing. Not sure, but for me, they would seem like the 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 only couple of changes. Does Ty Morley come in at six to see to see to see starts on Saturday night? Possibly, possibly. I think he might slot in there. Yeah. Um. So bar those maybe three, maybe four changes out of them. Um. I I I think you'll see similar enough Kerry team other than those. 
Yeah, I, th- I think Ty might come in all right. Just the fact that he he mm. played played a good chunk of minutes the last day, I think that it's just a sign that they're gearing him up for a start. And it has been a, a sm- I wouldn't say it's been a massive problem, but centre back has been the one area, especially against Derry, where kind of like Tom Sullivan played there, and we weren't sure about him. We know Paul Murphy is very experienced and he's reliable. Like Ty is our best centre back. Like you know what I mean. So with with Mayo coming to town, like you you would think that maybe they, he will slap back in. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think I mentioned this um, as well about six. I, I think the plan was to maybe give Mike Breen a go. Mike Breen from Beaufort to go in the league. But unfortunately, Mike has just suffered another injury, which is unfortunate for him because he was just primed there now. You know, as I said, Ty got married over Christmas and he was away on his honeymoon. And it was an ideal opportunity to give Mike the first two, possibly maybe even three National League games and see maybe he won't start to hit a tie in the championship, but at least you know you have cover for six if needed. Um, but now, obviously, Mike has dropped down the pecking order a little bit because of the injury, so I'm not sure what time frame or when, when will he be back, but I still think Mike will see game time in the league because they need to give it to him because he does look like the natural understudy at six for Tyke. So I think they will have to have a look at him at some stage, just hopefully he can get over his latest injury and get those minutes into his legs, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think the, the last word I heard on him was that it's not long-term, but it's, I don't think it's very short-term either. Okay. So I'm not sure if he'll get an, an, another opportunity in the league. Maybe it might be the Munster Championship, but you would like to see him, yeah, definitely get some more minutes whenever he's available. Um, question in here from Fergal Courtney. He wants to know, will we see Sean O'Shea and David Clifford inside as the Twin Towers um, on Saturday? It's our first opportunity because we were wondering, was Sean O'Shea in there because David wasn't there? No, David's back, so we're going to find out if it is actually Kerry's game plan to put the two of them in there. What do you think is going to happen? I think Jack is always, you, you, you have to, you always have to be looking for a bit of an X factor every year, Adam. You have to be looking for something different. You've got to keep teams guessing. Um, and does he feel by pushing Shawnee in with David that he might just find that perfect recipe because they're two very intelligent players. They've played together all the way up minor. I know they didn't play under under 21 together, but they've got a great understanding. Um, and I mean, keeping Shawnee Shea close to the goals can only be a good thing, you know? And don't get me wrong, having him out as 11, he's a fantastic footballer. He can slot in anywhere, but... I just think Jack is the type of manager that is always looking for that something different. He's done it with Donaghy. He found Donaghy in 06, brought him in. He's always looking to change it up. And I think this year, this might be his little, look, it's not a secret now because he's doing it and Shawnee's in there. But Shawnee is reaping the benefits. Now, as you said, we only saw glimpses of it against uh, Monaghan because uh, David came on, as I said, and we didn't see him against Derry. So it'll be very interesting now, Saturday evening, uh, if the two lads are started and where they're started. And I don't think it'll be a case if they if they do go with it and they do play the two of them inside, that you'll see them in there all the time together. Yeah. I don't think it'll work like that, Adam, because at the end of the day, you have to uh, keep defenders guessing and there may be stages of a game where Kerry are under pressure and Shawnee might need to come out or David might need to come out. David is quite adept at coming out onto the 40, getting the ball, spinning a nice pass in or taking on a fella. So... Yes, primarily you'll see them in there as as our as your tweeter said as a as a double a whammy, a double target. But I think there'll be times in the game as well where they'll mix it up and 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 they'll they'll be in and out. So that's going to be a real interesting facet of the game on on Saturday evening, without a doubt. 
yeah, it's definitely not rigid. You can see already anyway, and it's been like this for a while, but like we'll say Dara Moynan's named at 15. Ethan, I think maybe maybe I'm wrong, but last year it felt when Pawdy was named inside there, he was always coming out. Like, you know, he was never really staying close to goal. During the McGrath Cup, you saw Michal Burns staying in a bit close to goal every now and then. I know Dara is, is better out the field and he does he does better work out the field, but at the odd time he was kind of seen to be floating in there a bit. And obviously Shawnee can come in and out. So like you said, it's definitely not, especially when you're tracking cornerbacks and you're out the yeah. field and fellas are filling in and they're covering for each other and one fella will stay up and the rest will go back. So it's going to be very fluid. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the way the game is played now as well, Adam, like teams turn, uh, defending in numbers and transitioning up the field, like turning a team over and going, you could find yourself, you could find anyone inside in that full forward line, depending on how the attack develops, you know? So the, any one of the six carry forwards needs to be flexible and needs to be um needs to have the ability to play in different positions and i think we have that i really do you mentioned dara Minan, and look we spoke about players getting criticism i know dara's getting a little bit at the moment because his performances aren't where we know dara can be um but maybe by keeping uh him in a 15 like my hall burns in the mcgrath cup and just telling him dara you know sometimes play as an orthodox corner forward you know be a target in there for us Dara's well able to score. You know, that just changes things up as well and and and, and get, brings a different dynamic to the attack. So you, you're always looking to evolve. You're always looking, managements are always looking for different ways to, to test the opposition and keep them guessing. And Jack is no different. And that's why you're seeing different things like that. Shawnee inside, Dara Minehan or Burns at 15, staying inside. So it's, it's all very interesting. And look, it's early in the season, but it'll be interesting to see how it develops as the year goes on. Looking at Mayo's full forward line, we mentioned Aidan O'Shea there and uh, Ryan O'Donoghue, two different kind of challenges for a full back line to deal with. Mm. Who would you say is going to pick up the two of those guys from Kerry's perspective? Probably go with Jason and Aidan O'Shea. Like I know Aidan is a probably more is a physical, um, a real physical challenge for Jason. Um, but I just think Jason would have that pace to get out in front and to really, really. Um, uh, make it difficult for Aiden. Like Aiden Noche is going to win the ball in front of you, Adam. He's just that's that's it's just impossible. I mean, that he's got the physique, he's got the the little dash, he's got the little five yard burst where he's going to win that ball out in front of you. He's dangerous for marks, of course. That's that's going to be one thing that Jason's going to have to mind if he is on him. But I think Jason then is the type of guy that if O'Shea does win it in front of him, Aiden O'Shea isn't going to blast Jason for pace. Like you know, he's that's when Jason becomes a very very good defender. He uses his feet, he gets the hand in, he's got the eye on the ball, and he makes it difficult for, for his marker to get a shot off. So I think Jason would, would, would suit O'Shea. There's going to be times where Aiden's going to win the ball in front of uh, Jason. And that's when Jason then needs to just bring his real, real um, uh, top quality defensive skills into play. Um, sorry, the other fellow, he said, Ryan O'Donoghue. I wonder, would they, bring, would they push Tom Sullivan back there on him? Uh, I know Tom played in the wing against um, uh, Monaghan, didn't he? Mm-hmm. But I just wonder, would they swap himself and Graham? Uh, I think they might bring Graham out and put Tom back in inside Nodunahu. And that actually, look, Tom. Tom's defending his, his top class would be a great battle, actually. But then it also frees Graham up because Graham does a lot of attacking anyway. You know, so by Graham going out to the wing, maybe to pick up a, a two here or someone like that, you know, that would, that would that's not going to really... Um, change things for Kerry or, or have have uh, players out of their comfort zone. Graham is quite capable of going out playing wing back, you know. So I think 
I think Tom might be given the uh, the job of, of going back in on Rhino Dunhook. That's just my opinion, Adam. Could be all could be all wrong on, on Saturday evening when the ball is thrown in. You could maybe see as well if Tyg Murray does come in, he might come in for maybe Dylan Casey and put Tom Sullivan back to corner back and put Paul Murphy wing back. So they have options there anyway. But yeah, I think Tom Sullivan would be the good man for uh, be the right man for um for uh, Odunhu. Um so yeah, look, that's that's how it's gonna shape up, we think. Um what about the results, Sean? What about the outcome? Can you give us a prediction for Saturday night's game? Yeah, look, I, as I said, I may are in a good place, Adam, but they're by no means, you know, destroying teams. Yeah, they had a very easy win against Galway, but I think we have to put that down to a real, real poor display from Galway. As I said, the Dublin game could have gone either way. In fact, before Mayo got the goal, I thought Dublin were just going to do typical Dublin and see the game out, uh, which they didn't, you know, and, and they, they still possibly could have got out there with a draw and by no means had played well, you know. So I think we showed against Monaghan uh, that we're just coming now. You know, we're, we're, we're getting our, our feet under us. Um, we've had another good, we've had a break, so we've had a, another good week's probably hard training. So we've more minutes than minutes in the legs in, on the training ground anyway. And I think with the boys back, look, that's, that's huge with Pawdy and David back. That's massive. And, and look, I, I think Jack will stack both of them now at this stage. Um, I don't think he'll stack them on the bench again and bring them on. I think they're ready for the start. And Tyke Morley back in the frame now as well. So I think with all that thrown in, and the fact that from what I've seen, Adam, as I said, Mayo are playing well, but by no means tearing teams apart. I think if we bring a real good performance, um, I think we'll get over the line. And I think the boys will be looking to win at home after losing to Derry. You know, they'll, they'll have been disappointed with their performance against Derry, particularly the first half. So they'll want to be, they'll, they'll, they'll be looking to put that right now uh, under the lights against Mayo Saturday evening. So I think we'll win. I think we'll win, yeah. Um, not by a lot because, you know, Mayo have improved and they've improved defensively as well. So uh, I'll go for maybe a two or three point win for Kerry, hopefully. Yeah, I think that motivation factor is quite important. The fact that they didn't get over the line in the first game against Derry. There'll be pressure on them now from just within the camp amongst themselves to like say, look, lads, we have to put out a big performance at home today, you know, especially against a potential, I suppose, contender on the line as well, laid on a marker. So, yeah, I agree with you 100% with the Cliffords back as well. I think that they should have enough to get over the line. And like that, I think maybe uh, three points, uh, hopefully, for, for Kerry on Saturday night. Um, just to touch on the other games that are on in Division 1 uh, this weekend, Derry are at home to Monaghan on Saturday. Uh, Dublin versus Roscommon is on Saturday as well in Crow Park. And then on Sunday, Tyrone against Galway. Uh, Tyrone are at home there uh, at 1.45pm. We must talk about the Kerry ladies as well. They have three wins on the bounce uh, in Division 1 of the National League. It's a fantastic start considering the fact that I don't think they've really fielded their, their full team yet as such. They haven't started their full team anyway as such. Um, great win against Dublin. I know Dublin were a bit under strength as well, but it's still a great result up in Parnell Park to beat the All Ireland champions. Um, and since then, yeah, two more wins. They beat Cork last week in impressive fashion. I think it was 13 points they won by in the end. Really, really good. Amy Harrington midfield looks like a really good player. I know she was uh, involved last year as well, but she wasn't starting, and she's been really good in the league so far. Emma Deneen's an interesting one, Sean. I don't know. Do you know much about Emma Deneen? Because um. She was involved with the ladies a few years ago, certainly. She was definitely on the panel for a couple of years, was away then for a couple of years. But since she's come back, she looks like a like she looks like a almost a nail on starter already, a full forward. Yeah, and they have been two standing out or sorry, they have been two um 
outstanding performers so far for for uh, for Declan and Derry. Yeah, um, I, I'm really impressed with Harrington. She's got fantastic engine up and down, gets up and down the field really, really well. Their second half performance against Cork on Bank Holiday Monday in Tralee was excellent, really good. I thought they were really, really efficient, particularly up front. Um, Deneen is playing great stuff. And as you said, they're 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 winning these games, Adam, without probably playing their their what would be their considered their strongest 15, which is that's absolutely as a management, the lads must be so happy with that because we all know the league is about looking and trying to de- um, develop your squad. And for them now to be able to be throwing these girls in, some of them getting their first experience of playing for the Kerry the senior ladies team, some of them, like Emma Deneen, who had been involved before, has come back and she's getting another crack of it. And that's what you want. You want to build your squad. But to be able to be building your squad and winning games is just the absolute manna from heaven. It's the, it's the place every management want to be, Adam. So the boys, are in a, the boys will be delighted. The girls are in a great place. And similar to the seniors, they've had some great battles with Mayo down through the years. Um, and Kerry know that if they were to win that, it'd be eight points. And I mean, you're, you're probably maybe just one win away then from a, 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 another league final, which Kerry won last year. I know obviously they didn't go on to win the, the big prize, but uh, anytime you can get to a national title decider is good at them. And, and again, doing so by developing your squad is, 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 uh, is a bonus, you know? Yeah, and Darren and Declan deserve a lot of credit, don't they? I mean, for taking a chance with these new players, they probably didn't expect. I think even Dara touched on it. Like, I don't think they were even expecting to to get the results they were getting so early in the league when they weren't playing their star players. Like Louise Nivertic hasn't been playing really. She came on the last day as well. Um, it's it's remarkable really that they're they're doing so well and it bodes very well for for the championship that there's they're finding new players already. Yeah, and I know that um, I, I I would know many of the the, the Kerry ladies, but um, from what I've heard, they were really really happy that the two lads stayed on because there was obviously the lads their 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 turn was up, and there was talks that they were going to uh, to maybe walk away, but when the girls heard that the two lads had decided to to stay stay at it, I know they were very very happy because they 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 see the two lads as a really really good management team, and the results are proving that. Um, Look, would we love to see them get over the line and win the All-Ireland? Of course we would. And look, hopefully 2024 will be that year for them. But I'm telling you, Adam, they are going in the right direction. They really are. Um, and the thing about it is they're playing lovely football. Really, really good attacking football. Lovely to watch. And that's what you want. That's the Kerry way. And the two lads, of course, Declan um, played alongside myself with Kerry. He knows the Kerry way. Dara was a super footballer for for uh, for Austin Stacks as well and, and for Kerry at underage level. So. It's amazing, and Aries man and the Stacks man coming together, and uh, and they have the Kerry ladies flying, and it's great to see. Hopefully, they can drive it on. Yeah, absolutely. Best of luck to the Kerry ladies uh, on Saturday at half two in Fisher Stadium against Mayo. Uh, just before I go, as well, I want to thank everyone for their feedback on the interview with Tomas O'Shea, and I particularly want to thank Tomas himself because um, he said himself he's not really doing much media at the moment. He kind of made an exception for us, so I really appreciate uh, Tomas doing that. He's a sound man, and uh, as always, very engaging uh, interview subject. So, Sean, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks, Adam. All the best. And uh, as you said, best wishes to the Kerry teams at the weekend. Thanks, Sean. All the best.